I'm your man Edward Shelton from Starting Over Podcast, and this is my favorite podcast on the Citadel. This is Swag Nito with Clicks TV, and you're listening to Dial H for Hero Clicks. This is Skylar from Generation Clicks, and you're listening to Dial H. Hi, this is Ryan Morgan with Glass Cabinet Films, and you're listening to Dial H for Hero Clicks. I'm Amber. And I'm Jason from Married with Clicks, and you're listening to Dial H for Hero Clicks. Congratulations on 100 episodes. I have with me my cousin and good friend, Austin Smith. Oh, that's adorable. I didn't know it was your good friend. And the man who does more teabagging than a 12-year-old playing Halo. The man who handles more bots than a backroom FedEx worker. The man who fills more gaps than a cock gun. And the man who spent more time on the mound than Satchel Paige. Hey, how you doing? Mr. Drew Alderson. You're live, bitches. Are we? Episode 139, Dollars for Hero Clicks. I'm your host, Hunter Smith. I'm joined by my cousin and best friend, Austin Smith. Hola, ladies and gentlemen. And the man who's nailed more trim than a finished carpenter, Mr. Drew Alderson. How we doing? This is our last episode of the traditional format. And we will basically today be covering every special segment that we've done in this show's history. at some In some fashion. Whether just mentioning it or actually performing said segment. As always, let's kick it off with some news. I should note, before we get started actually... We are currently eating chili, of course. We have a box of Cheez-Its, a bag of chili cheese Fritos. We're all putting our prior uh, biases aside. Are we? We're supposed to be putting our prior biases aside. We are trying both. We're trying a couple spoonfuls of Cheez-Its, a couple spoonfuls of Fritos in Wendy's chili, of course, best best chili there. Is. Yeah, well, yeah, of course. And then uh, by really the end of the episode, by the end of the episode, we will have a, a discussion and we will come to a final conclusion for once and for all about what is actually better. This was a great idea. No one told me this was happening. Yeah, Drew I just walked into it. I just got off work. <laughs> I'm not doing. You're that. gonna notice a section of the podcast where I might, I, I might not even be there. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't ask questions. The magic of the internet. <laughs> the magic of technology. Allowed me to be... I was there in spirit. <laughs> Alright, so if you hear us munching, that's because we're, you know, we're we're doing research live on air. I'm not really that big on this chili. Yeah, fucking... You mean because they, like, uh... Scrape it off the fucking... <laughs> I don't know. It's just... Let's kick it off with news. The only thing in the news to talk about is the whole visible dials thing. Now, this was an article that Mr. Drew Alderson posted Hi, how to, you our, doing? to our I Facebook group. Drew, do you, you want to break it down, kind of summarize it for us? What exactly sure. is, is this post on HeroClicks.com? I think it was, was it Tuesday? I don't know. Somewhere around there, yeah. I mean, it was a fucking day. Um, they posted uh, an uh, article on visible dials. They go on to explain that... Um, that there were two or three new role editions, I think. Um, the first being that um, if an opponent uh, looks at the back of your card and sees your dial, uh, you can call a judge over, hmm. and it's up to judge's discretion. Up to do what? Like, to, to just say, um, okay, you lose? I or? think they give some... Uh, they give some 
what what could possibly happen to you? Uh, let me go. To, let me get this article up on my phone because I'm kind of away from the. Oh, sorry. No, it's okay. I probably can't fucking read that anyway. I'm munching my mouth off in the mic anyway. Here, I'll put here. I'll blow it up for you. There you go. Oh, he blew it up. Hunter Smith blows it. Oh. Hunter Smith with the blow ups. Um. So there's the. Let's see. It says this. If the player flips over a card, here it is. If the player flips yeah. over a card, this oh. may be a warning. Game, game loss. loss. <laughs> DQ. I'm pretty sure that's the same thing as a game loss. Okay. No, no a DQ is for the rest of the tournament. For the entire tournament. Oh shit. <laughs> so uh, big things popping. Uh, this may be uh, depending on the severity of the infraction. Now, how do, how do they determine that? Like, I don't know. How many clicks did you see? How many points worth was that figure of the card that you did see? If it's less than 100, I'm then guessing, a hundred, I think it's, it's a, a misdemeanor. Intent. What's, I'm a, what's a felony? Intense, like it, I don't know. This seems like really hard to judge. It almost seems like a bad idea to have the dial on the card in the first place. You might be right. What did I come to that conclusion? I like him. Shut up. I'm just saying for competitive after, play. After playing know, for competitive play, I don't know how you you let them see cards at all. Then <laughs> you don't. You just don't let them flip them. Well, everything all, they put all of the like white boxes. Everything you really need to know, like on the front. And if they need to, I guess it overflows. So you're supposed to use sleeves, I guess. Or what everyone's suggesting is to use sleeves. That's pretty smart, actually, because they did that with magic with two-sided cards and stuff. Yeah. But um, the biggest thing is that... Uh, <laughs> WizKids is going to start selling sleeves? <laughs> yeah. That wi- I, it's going to happen. It has to happen. When's it going to happen? I don't know. Um, I'm not on a podcast anymore. I don't know. You are for another... Give it some time. <laughs> another 45 minutes. And, and you're on you're on a podcast anytime you like, Jamba, right? Aww. Uh, uh, this is the warmest moment you're going to ever hear between Austin this Smith most, and Drew Hall. This is the most love I'm ever going to feel in my life. Pretty much. So besides the visible dials thing, they added something about a sideline. About the sideline. Hmm. Uh, I didn't know that. I mentioned this in the Facebook post if Hunter Smith would have read the Facebook post. I did not read the whole thing. I apologize. <laughs> How was it work, um, I think, when you posted it? Yeah, I just, yeah. I, I like excuses, too. Yeah. A game element can only be added to your sideline if there is a game effect on your force that can make use oh, of that yeah. game element. Yeah, I take that back. I do remember you, yeah. you reading that. Um, so, uh, they added, here's the rule. If a game element is on a sideline and there is no game effect, that player's force can, that can make use of that game element... The player must remove the game element from their sideline. A penalty may be given to that player at the judge's discretion. Well, here's here's a little thing to think about for you guys out there who are more the more innocent, more yeah. honest, oh. truthful Hero yeah. Clicks players. You I may be saying, yeah. you yeah. may be saying, well, why would you have anything on your sideline that's not on your force anyways? Why would Tell this be part of the visible dials article? Is another question. Tell us, Hunter Smith, what, what, why would you do that? Because then I could bring every figure that I'm potentially thinking <laughs> yeah. my opponent would play, and then look at their cards or. Their dials, or what? Well, actually, you can't look at their dials, because that was always part of the thing. But nowadays, that the dial's on the fucking card, you could just look at any dial you wanted, whether it's, you know... Anyway, mm-hmm. so that that is exactly why. For all of you guys who are not evil enough to think of such 
ludicrous actions. Yeah. I got your back. You innocents. We're scumbags here. We think of this. Sweet summer children. (laughs) The beautiful kids of America. So I'm going to say something that's probably going to just like... Are we ending what what you're you've okay you've said really terrible things on this podcast? I'm really intrigued to see what this is, Drew. Austin. What going on? Awesome. I like Fritos better than cheese that's in this chili. I don't really like this chili that much, but Fritos make it substantial. Okay, well, so we're gonna bring the quality of the chili well, I'm, down. I'll, I'll wait to give my judgment, but uh, I'm just I'm glad you're being honest. Austin. No, I mean like it kind of hurts me to admit that, but like in the chili I have at home, I like either, but like in this like the cheese it's just don't do it with this chili. But this is also a lot different than the chili I'm used to eating. Uh-huh, yeah, okay. Let's kick it off with one of our original segments from way back in the day. We haven't done it for a while. Just the Tip. Just the Tip. Austin. Also known as Austin Saturday Night. Austin. Oh, no, it's not Just the Austin, Tip. Austin, Mr. Oh, just the Tip. Austin, what's your tip this week? I'm going with motherfucking Mr. Rogers for the end of our podcast here. Oh, okay. Um, respect the game and respect the other oh, players. Oh, boy. Come, I mean, come on, Drew. And I hold know. hands while you're at it. A tear is running you down You look him eye. in the eyes when you kiss him on the lips, guys. <laughs> Tears running down my eye. No, like, really, I mean, like, I think a lot of people kind of forget you are playing as another person from time to time. And, I mean, part of what makes this game so much fun is the community. It's the friends you get to play with every week. It's all that stuff. And in the competitiveness, it's easy to lose track of that. Um, every time you rage, every time you throw a fit or complain or whine or whatever... There's usually someone at the receiving end of that. So, I mean, just just keep that stuff in mind. Respect your other players and respect the game, too. Thank you, Austin. Also, do not bring a two-liter with you to a table and then, like, you know. Be mad that there's not little, enough room on the like, table. Yeah, Wait, like, what? like guy at Origins with his fucking two-liter. <laughs> Was it Austin Smith in, in disguise? <laughs> it might have been me. Austin Smith smells like a fucking fresh, seasoned. You, you smell nice compared to that guy. That guy smelled oh, really bad. I thought you were calling me just because I smelled nice today. I was like, thanks, Drew. It's my new body wash. You're doing really well. I mean, you would know how it smells because, I mean, you were in my shower, but. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. With your mom. It was weird. <laughs> anyway, that's okay. <laughs> All right, let's get into uh, my personal segment, which is Hunter's Hidden Gems. And generally, what, what were you I was going to say, today, today's figure shares a nickname with your mother. Oh, look at this guy. Hilarious. Hilarious. <laughs> Fucking hilarious. So generally, if you've listened to Hidden Gems before, I pick a single set and I uh, pick three figures that are out of that set that didn't get enough attention, kind of slipped under the radar because of better or more well-known pieces. But ones that you should go back and pick up or go back and play if you never gave a chance. However, seeing as that this is the last time I'll be doing Hunter's Hidden Gems, I figured I would cover sets that I have yet to cover with Hidden Gems. So that way I can, you know, one last Hidden Gem, one last hurrah for Hunter's Hidden Gems just to keep the alliteration flowing. Uh, I'm going to kick it off with Trinity War and talk about both versions of. My mother's vagina, apparently, <laughs> as Austin was saying, the trench. <laughs> Come on, it was too perfect. Uh, both versions are really good. Yes, they are. Both have Atlantis and Monster, two pretty good keywords. Atlantis just keeps getting better and better 
these days. You got the new pimp. You got the pimp chair Namor. Oh yeah, he's got Atlantis creates more Atlanteans. I mean, if you're if you're a crazy wild man who who mixes the universes like that, then what kind of monster? <laughs> feel free to play these guys with Namor. But uh, the the main set versions, if you check them out, they have blades and then a special charge where if you begin your turn occupying water terrain, you can use hypersonic instead. So there's a little forty five point hypersonic or or charge blades depending on what you need. Also, they have a trait when an adjacent friendly character with a dolphin symbol or transporter dolphin symbol is KO'd, you can heal the trench of two damage. That's pretty a little good. A little good, especially if you're playing Atlantis team and everybody has dolphin or transporter dolphin. So that's the main set version. The uh, gravity feed version is this one's the one that I particularly hate. Yeah, this is definitely the better. Um, not to say the other one's not good, obviously, but. This is the 48-point version. It has a, also has a special movement power. It gives sidestep and carry, but only to carry characters with both Atlantis and monster keywords. So really just to carry other trench. I can't think of any other Atlantis characters that would also have monster. So you can carry other uh, trenches, including uh, this character can be played. I believe there's a 25-point line. If you just want to, if you want to, instead of sidestep blades, super senses, and power, if you want to start poison with exploit. charge exploit with poison and a seventeen reflexes, if that tickles your fancy a little better, I'm not gonna say it tickles my fancy, but it definitely strokes strokes it a little bit. Like, that's a little good, Hunter Smith. Like twenty five points for freaking that, and he's got dolphin symbol on top of it. I mean, like, mm. so. Give them a try if you never if you passed over them because they they don't get played enough. Um, next figure is from Superman Wonder Woman, and it's a figure that I myself have yet to play. Full disclosure. But I just I was looking through when I was you know preparing my segment here, and I was looking through pieces in Superman Wonder Woman, and I was like, you know, I myself overlooked this figure. Because at first glance, I'm talking about 003 Batman from Superman Wonder Woman. It's the Earth 2 Batman. He takes a little thinking. Even oh, when I you, don't want to think when I play Hero I know, I know you just want to pick your Ghost Rider and ride your bicycle all over the map. And ghost Ride all over your face. But he takes a little more thinking. Even when you're just glancing at this dial, it doesn't look like a, an, a simple straightforward dial and that's because it's not it's all about pacing because of his trait and because of the dial's construction itself because his charge doesn't come till click two on two and three he gets charge and exploit but his trait is miraculo miraculo pill miraculo 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 i don't know but it's once per game you give him a free action place three miraculo if that's what we're going to call it tokens on this card as long as a miracle token is on this card he can use perp super strength and willpower but can only perp himself now at the beginning of your turn you remove a, a miracle token from the card so essentially for four turns he's going to be super powered mm-hmm. you what you want to do his opening click has outwit Move up, outwit something. He has Batman team ability, so he's going to be stealth. So move up, outwit something. 
make them, you know, keep them of use with that on the first click, and then push them, either use them theme prob or whatever you need to. That way, if you need to get that charge in, you've got charge, super strength, exploit, and perplex. So all of a sudden, he's he, an eleven five damage when he picks up. Oh, yeah, he can't pick up an ultra heavy. He won't be. Yeah, he won't be ultra heavy. But he he has that perp, so you can perp either attack or damage, whatever you need. And you've got a nice little secondary, actually tertiary attacker at only sixty points on your team. Oh hell yeah! And then his last two clicks, he has support with a nine attack and smoke cloud. So you got the option of smoke cloud or support. Because I mean, let's be honest here: with super strength, you're not gonna need it more than four turns. Super strength is that you activate it, you pick up an object, you hit something kind of thing. Like you really, outside of that, like you're not gonna without hypersonic, you're not gonna be running back and grabbing more objects and stuff with this guy. So, I mean, like, that's a sweet spot for it. The other thing is, like, he... You can also move him up and outwit something without too much fear of retaliation because if someone does... Again, he's stealthed. So if someone does move in on you to melee you, you're probably going to live through it. I mean, you have top dial toughness. And then they're already based to you. Mm-hmm. So then you can just, okay, well, I guess I'll just go ahead and pop this Miraculo pill and get my perp my super strength if i if you know, if they put you on charge clicks or whatever so it's a click that takes a little more thinking and a little more pacing oriented but i think it's a good click that has a lot of potential on gotham like, city i like saving the uh the pills for the final two clicks where he's got the support and the nine attacks then you can perp up his attack to a 10 and take a nice little support swing for two turns in a row with willpower the other thing yeah that's a good point too the uh the other figures that i wanted to cover are in world's finest one of them is a figure I also had just kind of passed over. You just skipped over all the Earth 2 shit, didn't you? But at second glance, I was like, you know what? This is a great looking figure. A great dial. When you really look at it with pacing and everything, it's a fantastic dial. And that is 023 Desaad. He's 75 points. He is a little limited by his keywords, but he has Apocalypse and Scientist, which are two decent ones. And he also has Deity and New Gods. So, this is, again, a little finesse dial. I was going to say, actually, Deity's got some really good stuff in the last, like, four or five sets, and he's a 75-point Deity, which isn't that common. They've gotten a little more love, yeah, lately with the gods. And Mephisto. uh, Gods and Mephisto, yeah. So, he's very pacing prominent because he has ways to remove tokens, um, but he also is kind of a mixture of a supporter and secondary attacker. Uh, you'll really need to pull up his dial to follow along because it's kind of hard to... It's weird. It's all over the place. Um, he has a trait at the beginning of the game, the highest point friendly character on the map, not named Desaad. So you can't make him himself his master. Becomes his master. When his master damages one or more opposing characters and actions resolve, you may remove an action token from Desaad. Now, this figure, I'll go ahead and say before we start, much better in 300. The bigger point value game you go up, the the less useful he's going to yeah. be. Because he really provides a pacing advantage to your team with that removing tokens from himself. And so, you know, and he costs 75 points itself. So ideally, you want to play him with a 150, a 125 piece. Something like that, which the New Gods and Apocalypse both have a decent, yeah. decent choices um, for. So I was gonna say the wording on that with the action token thing—it sounds like flurry wouldn't work because it's after actions resolve, right? 
Flurry, flurry would work. You just you wouldn't get to remove get, two tokens. Remove one token. Yeah. yeah, you would still get the one. But token. if there was anyone that did an action, resolved, and then got to make another attack, you would be able to. Yeah, I don't see why not. Because it's not a free action. It yeah. doesn't say once per turn. So yeah, there's potential with combos that you could remove two tokens in a in a single turn. His uh, defense special defense power is toughness, and when he's targeted by an attack and his master is within seven squares. Doesn't need line of fire. You may oh. choose to replace his defense value with the printed defense value of his master. And he only has a 16, so you're oftentimes going to be using that. So again, if you play him with a, with a beat stick, with a tent pole or whatever, he's going to be even better. You know, he's going to get the 19 defense that your 200-point piece has or, you know, the 18 that it has or whatever. And then his damage power is outwit, and when he does after actions resolved... He may use Perplex targeting the same imposing character. So he gets Outwit and Perp. I like that. I mean, it's still it's a negative Perp only, but it's still cool. And then you look at his um, his, his his values and his power sets. He's actually a, a decent secondary attacker. I mean, he's got 10s, and then his last two clicks he goes to 9s. And he's got... Uh, energy explosion on the first two and psychic blast on the last three with seven range double bolt. And all five clicks out wit with seven range is nice too because I mean, all of a sudden when you remove that impervious or invincible and you hit some with energy explosion, it's a lot more painful. Mm-hmm. I just I think he's a good piece. I think he's one where if you if you're a smart player and you pair you, him right, you pair him correctly and you play him correctly, he has the potential to be a five star figure for sure. Yeah. So if you are a fan of Apocalypse or New Gods, or a, or there's probably some scientists you could pair him up with, a, a big point Iron Man mm-hmm. or something like that, um, give him a try. There's some potential here to be had, and write in let us know how it goes. Um, the last figure, as I said, is also from World's Finest, and it is the Poison Ivy Prime. And I put this in here specifically for our friend Jacob Weaver, because this is one of his favorite figures. It's... No doubt the best Poison Ivy, I think, for the points. I'm not talking about it. I didn't play against this this week. And, uh, yeah, we'll get into this in a minute. But um, I've been beat by this figure twice now. It's one of the most frustrating figures I've ever had to play against. And I just, I really like the way that it's built. It is a... It it synergizes. It's thematic, but it synergizes with itself very good. Like, very well. It's very well designed. Whoever designed this. Obviously not Steve. But kudos to, to you at WizKids, whoever designed this. God, no one's going to be able to stop Steve's ego now. This Poison Ivy Prime is definitely worth playing for anybody who likes Batman villains at all. The next time you play any kind of Batman villain team, you've got to run this figure and, and try it out for yourself. She has a trait. She can use Mind Control. When she uses it, she's not dealt unavoidable damage from using it and places an enthrall token on the cards of hit opposing characters if they don't already have one. When she uses it and targets a single character within three squares, she gets plus two attack. So, two things. Right off the bat, she has six range double bolt. So, she already has a good chance of being able to mind control you already. She has stealth, which makes you have to come in close to her. And then, now that you're close to her, you're within three squares, she gets plus two attack when trying to mind control you. So keep in, keep in mind those enthralled tokens that, that she's giving you every time she hits you with this as well. So her defense power is super senses. When she's targeted by an attack, you can remove her enthralled token 
from an opposing character within six squares, you don't need line of fire, within six squares that's not attacking, and this turn she may use a standard defense power that that character can use. It's painful, especially if she gets a good one. And that can be activated more than once per turn, by the way. Um, had it happened before. She had reflexes and toughness off of two of my characters that I had on the board. She got both of those in the same turn. On top of her super senses that her, that this power already provides and her shape change that her damage power provides. So you can stack. Spoiler, if you're going to outwit her, i with that. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> her damage power also, shape change, opposing characters with enthralled tokens... Can't use can't target poison ivy unless all opposing characters on the map have her enthralled tokens at the beginning of that action. Austin, did it say you can't target her with an attack? No, it said cannot target her. Can't target her. No prob, no outwit, no Can't complex. you can't even outwit this power or the damage power. No free action Batman targets this character and fucks him in the ass, like none of this shit goes. So if you let her get going at all, she is re- Ridiculously painful. She basically is the focus of the entire match from there on out. Also, if you don't kill her flat out, her last two clicks are stealth and regen. Yep. So, just give she's this fun. If you own this piece, give it a try. She's really good. She's very thematic. She's Amazing very cool keywords piece. too. Yeah, great keywords. Arkham Asylum, Gotham City Siren, Injustice Gang. Metropolis, Scientist, and Secret Society. So Arkham Asylum and Secret Society and Scientists are the key ones there. So it's very... And even the other ones you could build off of. Metropolis has a lot of good shit. Yeah, Metropolis has got... It's kind of weird that she has Metropolis to me, like... Good, good figure. Well, I think it's because this she's supposed to be paired with... It's the one when she took over Superman. Yeah, it's the one paired with Superman, but... Great figure. Uh, You know, kind of got overlooked... With some of the, with Harlequin and Nightwing, or uh, you know the the Night Lantern and some of the other great figures that are in worlds, all the chases, she kind of got overlooked. But she's definitely worth playing if you own her, or if you can pick her up because she's very cheap. Uh, let's do some what we played, Austin, because um, you know we share our our matchups on our Facebook page, and we've done two matches since. The last episode, one of which, the first of which was our Spidey sealed. You pulled what is essentially a god team. Uh, so we've given the option to. I, and when I built this team, what did I say? We've given the option to pick any three figures to build a three hundred point team with. These are the three I would pick, and that is the the Spider Man Chase, which is the one that has the Mega Man arm busters, basically. Um, the uncommon Silk. And Mephisto. This team was absolutely absurd. This is a ridiculous constructed team. <laughs> this is a ridiculous it, constructed it team. It really is. Um, that was Austin's pulls in team. Mine, not as exciting. Uh, of my ten figures and my two boosters, uh, there were three pairs. I had two Cotton Mouths, two Black Mambas, and two Mr. Hides. So, yeah. Power thanks, team right there. Thanks for that distribution, WizKids. Um, my team I ended up building, well, I had to run Cottonmouth, because we had talked about him the episode before on our mm-hmm. Spidey Sealed, and Drew was like, you got to run this guy Cottonmouth. So, 
I said, all right, the Drew knows the stuff every now and then. I'll run this cotton mouth. <laughs> every now and then. I ran Cottonmouth to Black Mambas because I thought, I looked at their dials. I thought, this is a pretty good dial for sealed. I'll run this. Uh, two Black Mambas, and then I had Beetle um, in there. I couldn't decide on what to run, but my options, as I said just a second ago, were pretty damn limited. So I ended up going with Beetle because she's a ranged attacker, and she had yeah, leadership. Uh, she had leadership, which would help out my Black Mambas, who had no willpower. So, that was, and like I said, I really didn't have any other decent options. Um, so I was at a huge disadvantage to start the match. I will say, out of all the teams that everyone else pulled at this event, I did feel like you had my team actually thing. had the best bet against the team that Austin had simply because I had a couple ways around Mystics that other teams didn't because of Black Mamba. Which, that was the big thing. My whole team pivoted on Mystics. Effectively, since I had Spider-Man family on both of my other figures, I was able to take Mystics off of Mephisto. And in case you guys haven't seen any of these dials, like, Silk gets regen down dial, Mephisto just constantly heals back up. Like, it was... It was truthfully absurd how much Mystics damage I was dealing over the course of a game. My first match, I didn't land a single attack until, like, the end of the game. Harry killed himself on my figures trying to kill them. Like, that's so stupid. The way that... uh, So what I tried to do, as I was saying a second ago, was try to use Black Mamba's powers to get some free damage without taking Mystics. And I did manage to do that quite a bit yeah. at the start of the game. I mean, I, I dealt a good, I'd say, six, seven clicks of damage uh, through Poison and through her special Smoke Cloud. So if you're unfamiliar with Black Mamba, her attack power is Poison and Smoke Cloud. When she removes her Smoke Cloud markers, deal one penetrating damage to each opposing character's occupying those squares. That was that penetrating damage was important because the Spider Man and Mephisto, I believe, at times yeah, he both, went to Imper. both uh, had to take some damage from that poison when they otherwise wouldn't have. So what I what I basically did, I kept one Mamba back a couple squares, and then rushed the other one in to tie up and do regular poison, um, and then the the one who was sitting back a couple squares, I used her to smoke cloud. Decrease Austin's attack values on some figures, which did end up paying off on some attacks. Yeah, it bought you a couple times. And then also granting Black Mamba, the other Black Mamba, stealth while she was sitting there poisoning Silk. I got Silk down to the last click, I think, and then you regen her back up. Um, the other thing that I did, and the thing I think people forget about, those web markers are freaking dumb. Yeah, you got one on Cottonmouth that really um, hurt Go me. to the Spider-Man real quick on here, the chase... Um, cause he has a weird, um, he has the catapult propulsion boots. He can use leap climb when he's given a move action after the, after actions resolve, he can make a closer ranged attack. Well, the web marker doesn't have a designation. It just has to be an attack. So what I did was I did a full 10 leap climb up, hit cotton mouth with it, put the web marker on him. All of a sudden this super strength that's holding that freaking, um, object did we ever figure out if uh, phasing would ignore the web marker? I don't think it does because because it says it can't auto break away, right? 
Yeah, can't automatically break away, but I didn't know if... And phasing says that it automatically breaks away, so that's why... In fact, that happened, did it not? Uh, Yeah, Yeah. because Cottonmouth has the trait... Has the thing where you can teleport... That gives them phasing for so many squares. Mm -hmm. So we looked it up, and it it won't... Phasing won't get you out of it, unfortunately. Basically, having a 10 range, get to hit anyone for 4, and then lock them down with a web marker was absurd. And... He ignores hindering terrain on targeting, which was super useful. Um, it allowed me to hit those uh, black mambas. Those black mambas once they got on those combat reflex stealth clicks. Like if not for the fact that I was making range attacks, I would not have been able to hit them. Like having a freaking nineteen stealth was annoying as hell. Um, overall, though, my team was absurd. Like there is not there is not a better dream team pull in this set. I think maybe there's some more loon combo or something that might be, but. God, as I said, against Harry, I probably regen freaking Mephisto like four times. It was stupid. So needless to say, Austin won this matchup. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the team, the matchup the next week was, uh, it was a generic event. You had to play a generic theme team. I ran Monster because I ran an entire team of Broods. I had four of the 50-point Broods. You had three of them and one without a head. And then I had a Brood Queen, and that left me 10 points extra, so I put the Ruler ATA on the Brood Queen to try out that new ATA. And then Austin had a Scientist. I had a Scientist team. I ran a... What's that guy's name in the middle? It's Night... Nightwatch. Nightwatch, a.k.a. Spawn. Um, The new Superior Spider-Man and the new Lizard, who are both fantastic. Um, And then the Symbiote Special Objects. I really wanted to try that out, and I felt like this would be a good game to do it. Um... Oh, that Superior Spider-Man is just so good. I mean, like, we've we've already, like, been up and down the walls about him. And this is him without willpower. Like, I had to push him. I had to take damage when I did that crap. And he was still nuts. Um, I gave him the symbiote every chance I could. And the symbiote gives shape change, plasticity, and you automatically break away, I think. Yep. Um, and then every turn you can be given a free action... And if you roll a 5 or 6, that character gets plus 1 combat values to your next turn, or a 1, you drop it in the square, and that character can't be equipped with it the rest of the game. And it's important to note, you don't have to roll. Yes, it's entirely so optional. So, if you want to just not take the chance of losing it, you can just keep the plasticity, shape change, and auto breakaway, and just not take the chance on the values. But if you need to, in a pinch, or if you're greedy... You can just, I, you can just roll and and take the chance on hitting. The, I hit the five it like six. what four or five times in our game. I mean, in our game, you hit it a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think I ever ended up dropping it off freaking uh, Superior Spider-Man because what I ended up doing was uh, I rolled, I got the plus one combat values, and uh, Superior Spider-Man freaking just went over everything, ignoring characters, landed on the other side, and just punched the shit out of that Brood Queen. Um, yeah, Austin smoked my Brood Queen before <laughs> I could get her across the halfway point of the map for the ruler ATA. That that turned out to be one of the key parts. Um, I managed to kill Nightwatch with some regular broods. And Lizard, but it took a bit of work And on lizard. lizard, but it took a while. He soaked up a lot of clicks, as he's known to do. Yeah, that Lizard's really good. Um, he has that whole thing where if he has two action tokens, he can free action regen. And then if he takes like two damage, he heals one. Like, he's against a team like Hunters where there's a lot of little characters dealing damage. Like, mm-hmm. you ended up having to roll, like, a 5 and a 6 I, on I, The way I killed him was I rolled a 6 and a crit hit on Blades. Yeah. Remember, that's the only way I really killed him. Yeah, um, he was a tank. But like, at the end, it was it was your superior Spider-Man with the symbiote. 
Fighting three brood in the corner. Fighting three normal brood, four actually, I believe, yeah. at one point. Three in a three in a badly injured one. And I had forgotten about the web marker entirely with him. With the symbiote on him, and Superior Spider-Man just chewed him up. I mean, I managed to hit. I, I was dealing with shape change and super senses, and then between that and then the eighteen defense, I just I couldn't hit. I mean, I think I hit you like twice, mm-hmm. and it didn't really matter. And the whole the thing is that trait with the traded flurry prob and minus one defense. Like, if I got that first hit on with that, and I didn't have to use my prob to do it, that second hit was guaranteed to follow up. And against those brood, like you drop them off toughness onto. I think it's naked, isn't it, Dando? It's reflexes, but it's low. Yeah. It's like six. It's like fifteen, sixteen, I think. Yeah, and it just I would basically just boom, boom, brutalize one brood next turn. Boom, boom, there goes the other. So the brood um, in Austin's. I, I played against Austin's team, obviously, and then I played against Jake's team, who had the poison ivy we were just talking about. <clears throat> Power Girl and Harlequin from Flash. And I got to see really flesh out and see how the Brood played. I really enjoyed playing them. I definitely recommend them uh, to everybody who has them. In my game against Jake, I did manage to get Brood Queen across the halfway point in the middle of my swarm of Brood. Uh, so that way she could leadership off. She could pop off the egg to get a free. So we should probably talk about. It. I don't think we. Yeah, because I still don't understand how it works. I don't think we've ever really talked about her on the on the cast either. So the way the brood queen works, she's ninety points, and she has two important traits. One of them is when an opposing character takes damage from her close attack, give that character an infected token. Now I never managed to get a single infected token on any character in my two it's matches. Okay, Hunter Smith. Because it has to be from a close attack. Uh, characters with one or more infected tokens modify their attack and defense by minus one. So you're debuffing them, and then on top of that, when the character with... There's no way to get rid of these tokens either, by the way. So you debuff them permanently, minus one attack and defense, and then when they die, place a brood on click number three in that square. So I get a free brood out of it afterwards also. It is, however, like a half-dial brood. But it's a good half-dial. I'm trying to find them here. I think, I think they're uncommons, yeah. So you get them on a charge blades click when they come With in. The 10 attack. And, the they 10 get, attack. and they give an action token if the result's 4 to 6. Mm-hmm. So the, the brood queen, um, the other trait, is the brood egg. You begin the game with the egg attached. You give her a power action to place the egg in an adjacent square, basically. So it costs you a power action to pop the egg off. However, at the beginning of your turn, so essentially at the beginning of the next turn, unless somebody comes after this egg and KOs it, it has a 14 toughness. So unless they come after and break the egg, at the beginning of your next turn, it goes back onto the queen automatically, and I get a I get a 50 point, I get a brood on that same click that we were just talking about where it comes in with charge blades three clicks of life and i can you can repeat that as much as you want mm-hmm. as long as nobody comes over and, and cracks the egg now if they break the egg the way that this is worded there's no way for it to go back onto the queen so that's important to note if you do play against the queen if she pops off that egg while it's vulnerable on that turn you need to go and bust it yep um, but it's really cool. I, mean, I did manage to do it against Jake, uh, I think, like three times. I think I popped off the egg and got some broods out. That's wh- what I was doing with her because I just... 
The problem with her uh, infected token trait, it's just hard to pull off. Because you really don't want to expose her, you know, to mm -hmm. damage. And it's not like she has charge. She has sidestep. Right. Down dial. She does have poison, which was useful in, in Jake and I's match. I feel like the final two clicks are where you get the most out of the infected. And by then, like, the game's already swinging one way or the other. Like, Well, also, like, when she dies, those infected tokens are going to go away. Yeah. So you have to kill them with that attack. What did, interestingly enough, happen in Jake and I's game, Jake used Poison Ivy, mind-controlled my Brood Queen. She, and made her punch one of my broods. So you got a brood. No, Jake mind-controlled my Brood Queen, hit one of my broods. The uh, infected token doesn't go on after actions resolve. It goes on automatically. So it, that put the token on my figure, and then when that figure eventually got KO'd, it's because it had an infected token on it. It gave me, it basically replaced itself. It <laughs> gave funny. it, it turned into another brood. So I kind of got a free brood out of it. So there really was no point for Poison Ivy to be mind controlling my brood queen. That Poison Ivy, she she mind controlled Night Mask and got his combat reflexes, and it made her so much harder to handle because my team was all melee basically. Uh, that that figure is just so annoying to deal with, especially in the hands of someone who handles her right. Like freaking Power Girl wasn't a problem. I, Superior Spider Man did not care about her. He just walked up and boom, boom, and she was basically down. Mm. And then uh, Lizard finished her off. And then freaking, but Harley and Poison Ivy together was so so much work to handle. Speaking of Power Girl and the Ruler ATA, uh, like I saw. The, the situation that happened with the Brood Queen and the Ruler ATA against my match with Jake is like the best case scenario for when you run the Ruler ATA. Like he ran up with pay. He did exactly what I wanted him to do. He thought I left Brood Queen out in the open. So he rushed Power Girl up hypersonic in, or charged into her with an ultra heavy and tried to hit her for seven damage. And the Ruler ATA just basically was like, okay, that never happened. Uh, but that used up my ATA, but that was, like, well worth it. Like, for basically four points, or however much the Ruler ATA cost, yeah. I, for, like, four points, I soaked up seven clicks of damage, and it was well worth it. So, Ruler ATA is really useful if you can, if you can manage to play it on a, on a team like that. Um, uh, looks like it cost, it cost five points. Um... What else is there to... Oh, uh, so another segment that we typically talk about from time to time, and we're just, as we said earlier in the episode today, we're trying to talk about or cover every uh, every every game or thing that we ever cover in the Dial H of Heroclix's history, all of our little, uh, little sections, and... Um, Dial design, I just wanted to mention that <clears throat> our plan is to finish out September. August just ended. Uh, we're, we, I am going to keep running the dial design contest throughout September and October. So if you're listening and you've never played dial design in the whole time we've been doing it, you only got two months to try it out. And it, it starts fresh every month, so you don't have to worry about being behind. So go to HC Realms, go to the creative corner, and find our dial design thread and 
and participate with us in September and November or uh, September and October. We have a great group of guys, um, most of whom who've been there for two, three years. You know, so we got we got regular contests on September and October, and then November is going to be our 2016 Invitational. So that would give us 10 months worth after October. That would give us 10 different winners, potentially, if if it's a new winner every time, which so far it has been, uh, that would be able to participate in the Invitational in November. So November is going to be the best of the best of uh, competitors for 2016. Uh, so that's it for Dial Design. Then we're not going to talk about Comics Talk. We're not going to do Comics Talk today, but... I just wanted to orient any best build, obviously, but I just want to bring those up. Those are two other, you know, seg- segments that we've covered in Dial H in the past. All right, what do you say we do? Uh, take a little trip on down. Drew, what you what you trying to sell us this week down on the value corner? Wow, we're just going in raw. Silver, huh? sil- silver Age corner. We're of just values. going in. Like I may or may not have already. I may. No <laughs> we're just going in balls deep. Take a trip on down. I guess that's the way the ladies do. You know, prefer on the corner. It's it's the way the ladies raw, do. What deep. kind of ladies are you finding, Drew? They kind of know why they're there in the first place. There's no. There's there's no Hunter Smith. You don't, you don't walk into Drew Alderson's store without knowing what you're getting. <laughs> Hunter Smith. The set just came out. What was that set? Uh, Superior Foes of Spider-Man. Let's talk about a Superior Foe of Spider-Man. Okay. All the way back from the Amazing Spider-Man set. Great set. One of the best One would say amazing. Uh, One might be inclined to say amazing. Might be. I would say it's amazing. Now, I've been hearing a lot, like, you know when I'm down on the corner, people are saying, Drew, there's a problem with this new set. Demo Goblin's not on a glider. And I say, okay, well, I got something for you. Let's take it on back to Amazing Spider-Man. Let's talk about uh, Amazing Spider-Man 29 Demo Goblin. Good figure. Good figure. Great sculpt. Great sculpt. That's why we're here. We're for, Because you're pissed off that he's sitting on the ground with a bomb in his hand. That could be a dick for all you know. <laughs> he could be... That's his beaten off hand. You don't want that on your bombs. You want this guy riding a glider. Demo Goblin's left handed. He likes to go stranger. Don't judge him. So, uh, Demo Goblin uh, here is 85 points. Uh, No willpower. He's got toughness top dial with a 16. I know what you're thinking, Drew. You're thinking, wow, Drew, that fucking sucks. What are you doing? Well, I'm I'm getting to it. He's got a trait. Demo Goblin can use energy explosion. Two bolts. When he does hit, characters modify their defense value by minus one until your next turn. Oh, not just not just targeted characters. That's Everybody fun. who gets splashed. Hit, hit characters. Very nice. That's pretty nice. Doesn't even. They oh. just got. It's just got a hit. He came out when the new energy explosion changes came out too. The the only problem is this guy doesn't have sinister syndicate. If this guy had sinister syndicate, he would be fucking insane. He does have the keyword. He just doesn't have the TA. Yeah. Um. He's got a special damage ability, top dial for his first two clicks. He's got Repent. When Demo Goblin hits an opposing character in action, stop, hey, he hits a lot of characters. I don't know if you know that. He's got Energy Explosion, two bolts. Gonna hit some characters. That character's controller chooses one. Give that character two action tokens, or that character's defense powers are countered until your next turn. What? Yeah. Dude, I've, I've played this guy a few times. I really like him. Any form of resource... 
really but like breaks him like yeah he's a figure who's pretty dang good base but not like blow your socks off but you give him anything to pump that attack value and you're off to the fucking race i think he's legitimately one of the most underrated figures in hero clicks um i would like to give him a sniper rifle plus two attack and willpower also don't forget the energy explosion is traded. Yep. It's two middle clicks. He has a 10 attack with running shot psychic blast. Yep. So he, he loses psychic... Rakan, but he's still yep. got penetrating energy explosion. Yeah. And uh, he, and he's still going to give you the everybody the minus one defense, too. So so he for 85 points, he's Good. a real, he's, he can be a killer. He's Good a, choice. Good he's, choice. He's a killer. I'm digging it. Well, what do you say we play some Bad Samaritan, gentlemen? It's been a while. Let's do this. Let's do her. I got a random number generator pulled up here. So, if you're playing along at home, here's what you do so that you can play without us ruining your guess as well. Uh, <laughs> Austin has three Heroclix figures. They are all modern age. Other than that, we know nothing about these figures. Mm-hmm. Drew and I are going to try to guess what they are. This is the last time uh, for the you know the, the traditional format. So, you might say... This is the one to to say final. Who is better, Hunter even and though, Drew or Austin Smith? Even though you know who's better. I mean, it, it's pretty <laughs> obvious, but... We have been spanking him into the ground recently. So, I would say that makes me the winner. Drew and I... <laughs> <laughs> Drew and I are uh, going to be given clues by Mr. Austin Smith. We get those clues by a random number generator, and those clues will tell us... Uh, Things about the the clicks without giving away exactly who it is. We're going to get three rounds of clues, and at each round of clues, we each get a guess. If we don't guess it in time, then Austin wins, and we go to the next figure. If you're playing at home, here's what you need to do. You need to listen to what Austin uh, says the clues are, pause the podcast, think of what your guess, your personal guess is, and then unpause it and listen to Drew and I's guesses. That way we don't mess you up. Drew's intruding on my personal space. Well, you move. You the have arm no rest. personal space at Dalit Your Hero Clicks. You we move all... the armrest. <laughs> That's we... what you said last time you cuddled with me, and I thought you were kidding. We share the same bubble here. <laughs> all right, let's go to our first figure. First round of clues. We have any improved movement or improved targeting, and their range and number of bolts. Drew, we are off to a bad start here. Pretty buddy. terrible start. Yeah, I um, would say. No improved movement or targeting. Um, zero range, one bolt. All right. Well, that one bolt is important. I, I think there is a figure with zero <laughs> range, three bolts or something. I don't know, but we could not be off to a worse start right now. We could not be. Uh, <laughs> it's I'm, going to, I'm going back to the classic, and I'm going to say Batman. I'll go Wolverine. It's not Wolverine. All right, well, we're close. You guessed about half the figures in existence right there. Our two more clues are point value and named keyword. Now, this is more like it. All right, this is okay. 105, Lethal Legion. Look at this oh, guy Jesus. with a Lethal Legion. Who the fuck is in Lethal Legion? That's why he picked Lethal Legion. <laughs> God, what's Lethal Legion from? It's, yeah. a, it's a Marvel, I'm pretty sure. I think. Okay, I'm not sure. sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a hundred. It's a Marvel. Now, 105, I like because that's kind of a you don't see that yeah, too often. You don't see 105 very often. You might have fucked up with that point. So value. that may come into play. I had later. to give it because, but I can tell you right now, you didn't fuck up with that point. Value. Um, Captain America. It's not Cap. 
my favorite Lethal Legion member. <laughs> I feel like I just saw a figure recently that had Lethal Legion and Masters of Evil at this on the same figure, I feel like. Oh, wow, that does sound familiar. But uh, I can't honestly, off the top of my head, remember who it was. So, who are some of the Serpent Societies? Cottonmouth, Black Mamba... Why? Name a snake, and there is a character. I'll, I'll, say, I'll say Puff Adder. It's not Puff Adder. All right. Last round of clues. All right, we got a free play. Uh, we already have point ways, so we got to get a new one. Free play and team ability. No team ability. Oh, shit, Drew. What are we going to do? Do we want set? Yes. Set. Superior foes of spider. I knew it. I'm telling you, I think I think it has Masters of Evil. Okay, so Superior Spider-Man, 105 points. And then <laughs> Lethal Legion. That's really all we know. I'm laughing at Austin shooting, by the way. It has I'm no sorry. range. How much is um, Zemo has range, doesn't he? Does he? I, I think he does. I think he. I also think he's more than 105 points, so I can't recall. Uh, Tiger Shark. Yep. 105 points. I'm going to do that 105 points if we come and play. Tiger Shark. I was really hoping you guys would have got Trake, so I said in my element. I would have thrown you off all the trails. <sighs> he thought he was going to get away with one, Drew. We slipped it right out from under. Is Wendy's Chili the same level of RC, as RC Cola in terms of, like... Chili to cola ratio. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I don't like Wendy's chili. I usually like it. It's usually really good, personally. This is the first time I've had it. I don't know. It's just too much stuff. Alright, second figure. We're starting off with better clues this time. Name of trait. Opening attack power. This is a brand new figure if you're listening at home. No opening attack power. Gathering strength from spirits. Oh god. Power oh, man? Yeah, power, power man. man, yeah. Damn. I'm a fucking beast! I that That's a pretty... No, yeah. like trait. That's a pretty yeah. notable trait. Yeah. We got some good clues. All right, new last figure. Will Austin go zero and three in typical Austin fashion? <laughs> Opening damage power. Name of trait. Shape change. Sibling rivalry. Oh fuck. Um. Fuck. Do you know this one, Drew? It's either. Um, is it Wonder Man? It's not Wonder Man. Who's Wonder Man's brother? Grim Reaper. It's Grim Reaper. Grim Reaper. It's not Grim Reaper. What? God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Drew wasted your first round. Second round of clues. Generic keyword. Uh, we already did that one. Generic. We already did that one. Free play. Generic. Yeah. We'll do named keyword as well. Assassin. No named keyword. No named keyword. That's How the weird. fuck is it not Grim Reaper? <laughs> Assassin with shape change, no named keywords, and sibling rivalry. Wow. You do not see no named keywords very often anymore. Oh, I know what it is, I think. Give it a shot. Morlin. It's not Morlin. Fuck. Nice I, I could have sworn he had a trait called sibling rivalry. I know he doesn't have named keyword. I wish I knew this set. There Assassin. Any there any brothers and sisters? Assassin, assassin, ass assassin. The ass assassin. Burgers. 
the sky assassin assassin. Hmm. Are you just a human noise machine today, Austin? <laughs> <laughs> like I've heard so many like different. Can you imagine like you having got a big chow in your mouth. Can you imagine you? having sex with Austin Smith? How distracting his noises would be. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I just wanted to leave our listeners with the visual from the last episode. Have that one. I'm it's not hurting my feelings or anything. Don't worry. It's technically not the last episode, but... Uh, well, the last Austin Smith episode. Oh, good point. Uh, God, I feel like I should. we should get this one. I thought I had it. <laughs> Drew. Drew's just defeated. I already guessed my guess this round. Did you do your second guess? No. Yet? I don't think. Um... Is it Sabretooth? Not Sabretooth. Damn it, he lied to me. <laughs> Alright, let's hope we get some We get some help here. Point value. Opening defense power. Invul, 145. I'll give you a bonus roll. No, hold no. on. We'll get it. You're, you're down 0-2 right now. Will you? Invul, shape change. 145. Sibling rivalry. Assassin. Assassin. 145. I have no fucking clue on that. Hmm. Don't give me that little... Just mess with it, Jesus Christ, Austin, would you stop it? You fuck it. You're like the... the who's the guy from Police Academy? The Michael Winslow. Yeah. The Michael Winslow of podcasting. Wait, what? You've never seen Police Academy? Uh, you've never yeah. seen, like, Terminator. So I've say. seen all the Terminators. Tokyo long enough. Mm. No, I've, I've saw most of them. Back before. to the Future? I've not seen any of the Back to the Futures. Okay, my point exactly. Anything from the 80s or 90s worth watching, he's not seen. Jurassic Park? I have seen Jurassic Park. I've seen all the Jurassic Okay, Park. we're not getting into this. Anyway. <laughs> um, that was super late 90s, so there's a slight chance that he had seen it. Um, Shape change in Vol 145, Assassin, Sibling Rivalry. I have no fucking idea. I don't know. And no named keyword. That's the fucking kicker right there. It's some obscure figure from the new side, I know it. It's not from Superior Foes of Spider-Man. You're a son of a bitch. I know I am. Well, it definitely isn't from one of the OP. If it's Grim Reaper, I'm going to kill you. It's definitely not an OP figure because they all have named keywords. Yeah. Should be fucking Grim Reaper. You should know what Grim Reaper is. Um, who has a sibling rival? Oh. Oh. It's magic. <laughs> Black Tom Cassidy. It's not Black Tom He's Cassidy. way less than 145. He's like He's like 50 something. Banshee. Wait. He's 98. It's none of that entire they're not, mo- they're not modern. Yeah, that's true. That Well, Banshee is. He's Deadpool. Is Deadpool still modern? No. I'm I'm an old man. I don't know any of the modern anymore. Everything up till 5. Hannah Smith. I fucking know this. I know that I know it. But I cannot think of who it is. You're going to hate yourself. I know that I know it. Do you want to see what it is, Drew? Since you've guessed sure. all your guesses. Yeah, there's no way. I can <laughs> Good luck, Hunter. <laughs> He's got a real winner last year. I'm telling you. 
All right, Austin wins, but give us a, give us our uh, you, you won, but give us our hint. You were gonna give us our, our extra whatever. Go ahead and roll it. Oh, you want to roll? Okay. Range number of bolts. Of course, the worst one. Range number of bolts. Seven to one bolt. It wouldn't have matter. Like no matter what you would have got here. Super- Genesis. It's not Genesis. Superman and Wonder Woman zero forty five Lady Blaze. Who the fuck is Lady Blaze? No, I know that. I know. I remember the figure. I'm just saying, like, in all seriousness, like, who is Lady Blaze? And who is her sibling, even? When she's within three squares of a friendly character named Lord Satanus. Fucking Edge Lords. Okay, Austin, I'll give you this one. That was a great choice for Bad Samaritan. I want my goal this week was like, I'm going to have one easy one, one middle one, and one rough as shit one. This is fucking wrap my sandpaper and dick and wet or wrap my, wrap my sandpaper and dick. <laughs> you know. I wish you, I'm sure you wish you could wrap everything in dick sauce. No. Okay. Wait till you see your Christmas present. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> well, for master debate. Master debate. We were gonna finally solve the age-old discussion that they, people have been talking about since, since before cavemen G- first left the cave. Since cavemen first drew pictures of Fritos on their walls. They knew. What's better? What's better? Cheez-Its or Fritos? I have to say, I gave Cheetos, uh, Cheez-Its a... F- Cheetos are great in it, too, but that's another discussion. I gave Cheez-Its a fair shot today. I did as well. I also tried them in the, my chili at work a couple weeks ago, and it was okay. It, it was not It bad. certainly is not bad. But it just, you can't top the chili cheese Fritos. And I will tell you why. But see... I will give you the reason. I will give you the reason that you cannot top the chili cheese Fritos. You take that... He just took it, that big that big scoop. Mm. You put it in your mouth. You let it sit. Mm. And then you taste that chili. You got the meat in your mouth. Oh. And then you taste that chili cheese Fredo. See, the mm. thing is it's like... It's the perfect aftertaste. Cheez-Its are like a cheese version of saltines, is what I'm noticing. However, all this time and this year or two we've been debating this shit, mm-hmm. you guys had me thinking it was just basic-ass corn Fritos. No discussion was brought up of this chili cheese. Regular shit. Fritos are better than cheese. It's also in chili. They are. They definitely are. I like that shit. The chili cheese Fritos are amazing. In it chili. has been decided. I agree. Austin Smith is wrong. Austin Smith was wrong. Whoa. Not technically. Flying Austin Smith changed his mind. And in typical Austin Smith fashion. <laughs> he makes an excuse. He weasels his I did the truth. <laughs> I only rewrote like two history books, Drew Alders and Cummings is like here. <laughs> Last but not least, let's go to the mailbags. The sack. The sack is some like to call it. <laughs> it's some Drew Alders. This is what we're calling it in the new era of Drew Alderson is the sack. Welcome to the tyranny of Drew Alderson. First off on our oh, Facebook you, page. On. Show him my sealed team. Freaking I, I know I saw it. <laughs> I was gonna post mine. Mine was um Mine was Devil Dinosaur. Ooh. Um, uh, Good seal pick. Electro and uh, uh, Captain Boomerang. Oh. Or Boomerang. Pretty good team. Almost as good as Austin's. 
Except not. By the way, fun fact, that Captain Boomerang is 110, Devil Dinosaur is 100. He can take tokens off of leadership or give them to the dinosaur. That's freaking nuts. Uh, Patrick McGee, is the, the Drew aware that DC wrote him a new love letter known as Hellblazer? I was not. It's a nice looking uh, cover there. I do like the cover. Swamp Thing, my man. I know. I might have to get checked that out myself. I know. Connor's Clicks. Says goodbye to me and you, not Drew. <laughs> Sean Phoenix, uh, sorry, uh, Edward K. No questions, but a huge thank you for all your time and effort. Completely understand about your fi- family and time. Why did they say goodbye to me? Looking forward oh, and yeah, seeing how things will go in the future. Sorry, Drew. I mean, like, this is the end of an era. Like, we're rolling into your tyrannical dictatorship. In the inbox, we had uh, Martin Radigan. I'm still in a denial. Martin says, sorry to hear about the final episode, but looking forward to the future of the show. Your podcast has been a highlight for my commute to work. My question, with Civil War wrapping up, what do you think next year's Storyline OP event will be? Most likely DC, seeing as how Marvel has had two consecutive years. What are your thoughts? My thoughts are, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, I would have to agree with him that it's got to be DC. I know? think they'll do a crisis type event. You would think it would be for DC. They'll just do a ton of different alternate universe figures and shit like that. Maybe maybe Flashpoint? Whoa. I think Flashpoint would be more likely than Crisis. And here's why. I mean, there's like 15 crises. Because you can play on the Aquaman team versus Wonder Woman team. That's true, yeah. Dynamic. And they have not printed... Flashpoint figures since, since Superman. Superman. Except for, for Flashpoint Deathstroke. Except for Deathstroke. Forever Evil. Maybe. That's a possibility. Uh, Trinity. Well, Trinity. Of oh, we can get a Terry. Don't you tease me like this, Drew Larson. He's quitting the game and you're going to go and do this shit? I'm not quitting. <laughs> He's toning down. Uh, so, yeah, those are our choices. I, I Actually, Flashpoint sounds pretty plausible, actually. That was a good... Good idea. Paul Barney. It isn't really a question, more a general comment. You guys are great. I'll miss you guys, and I know that life's busy. I'm excited to hear what is to come. Wish you all the luck in your next endeavors. All right. Thank you, Paul. Let's uh, let's, let's talk about what's to come. We, we're going to here in just a okay, minute. Okay. Let's finish mailbag. Um, yeah, you finish that mailbag. This wasn't to our uh, podcast, but... Um, uh, a guy on Realm said message and said he's been a big fan for a long time and he wished us well with everything that we do as well. So I appreciate that. He wants a stamp rocket racer. Patrick, oh yeah, that's why I was bringing it up because he wanted me to. He said, "Can I get a rocket racer?" And so I'm going to buy him a rocket racer and we'll stamp it for him. Patrick McGee just wanted to get my email in and finally tell Austin. Lastly, how right he's been about cheese. It's Patrick. This is bullshit. This you is could have taken Patrick. Shit. Patrick, you don't. You don't admit it. You take it to the grave. You only had to get by one more week without writing in and admitting it. Uh, he says, "All this time I've been eating, eating them ever since I've." I, I've been eating them ever since I've tried it, and thank him for being such a good sport about all the cheese that hate. Haha, <laughs> just kidding, Austin. That shit's still I knew it. Sucks. He did this shit once before, I think. <laughs> Hashtag never cheese it. Hashtag all you do is Pokemon and poop. <laughs> Hashtag RC Cola for life. 
This guy knows. As always, thank you guys so much for what you've done for the Clicks community. Thank you, Patrick. I appreciate it. That was a great email. Patrick, I'm going to find out where you live. <laughs> Here's another email from Mitch Kellogg. We haven't heard from this guy in a while. Dear upstanding red-blooded Americans and Austin. Hey, I love my country. While it's disheartening. Does it love you, though? <laughs> well, I don't know. I do all the American things. That you Not do. according to Donald Trump, it doesn't. <laughs> Home. <laughs> While it is disheartening to experience the breakup of such a beloved classic broadcasting team, there is silver lining. As such, we here at Kellogg NACO would like to extend our sincerest thanks to one Austin Smith by finally complying with our cease and desist orders with his decision to end his broadcasting days. We're confident the damage he's caused by associating himself with our Jesus brand can be reversed. Out of gratitude, we have partnered with the Frito-Lay Corporation and Royal Crown Cola to reward him with a lifetime supply of their signature products. <laughs> Gentlemen, I wish you well in your future endeavors. Don't forget to try our new toasty and sriracha flavors the way they're intended to be eaten. Sincerely, John Bryant, Chairman and Chief CEO, or Chairman and CEO of Kellogg Companies. Thank you, Mitch, for not suing us. We got one from Booster Drewster. <laughs> the title is Drew's Favorite Course in School? Intercourse. <laughs> Dear Magnificent Bastards, as we all know, you're a bunch of fearless renegades who don't give a damn what the establishment thinks. What are some words of wisdom besides playtesting you would give to whiz kids, the realms, and the Heroclix community at large to help them get their shit together? Speaking of swallowing salty loads, since it's your last episode, Hunter, are you ever going to eat those olives? Sincerely, Saber Truther. I don't think he's ever going to eat those olives. Uh, there all. is, okay, so I'm not supposed to tell you this, but there is a jar of olives that has been sitting in our fridge, and we don't know how long they've been in there, and they have been waiting for you, and every day you don't answer is another day they're going to rot until you have to eat them. Okay. <laughs> I will in unre- this off until Aaron dies. In an unrelated matter, <laughs> I will not be able to make it over there this year for Thanksgiving. <laughs> or Christmas. Oh, that sucks you're not coming to our Super Bowl. Or any holidays <laughs> for the foreseeable future. Um It's okay, he's gonna so, bake them into cookies or some shit, I'm sure. So words that we should uh we should any words of wisdom to give to huh. the Hero Clicks well, community. It's Heroclix Community or Wiz Kids. How about... So should we do each one? I don't... My biggest thing would just be... Don't take this game so seriously. Damn, yeah. Point blank period. End of discussion. Like, A, it's a game... A, it's the age-old argument of it's a fucking game. But B, it's not even that good of a game in all seriousness. Like, that... And the sooner that people come to some people come to terms with that, the sooner they will probably enjoy it more. Yep. Because just because it's not a great game doesn't mean you can't love it. Yeah. Some of my favorite video games ever that I still play like every year, every couple years, no matter how old they are, are not the best games. But I love them for whatever reason, you know. Like uh, Aaron loves Earth Defense Force. That's a fucking piece of shit game. It was a terrible game. But it's well, and I say that as a Dynasty Warriors fan. But it's fun and it has its qualities, and and that's what here. Austin is. likes Dynasty Warriors. What yeah, Austin loves Dynasty Warriors. <laughs> you know, and it has its qual, it has its merits, but it's also a piece of shit. 
And that's Hero Clicks. Hold on, Hunter. What's your piece of shit game? Hero Clicks. Hero no, Clicks. No, no, no. What's your, what's your uh, video game piece of shit uh, that you love that you I'll, know is bad? I'll think of something in a second, but. Mine's Shinmu. Shinmu? Shinmu's um, a really bad game, but it's also. You know, they're. Fighting Vipers. They're, um. That's. That's how hero. That's what hero clicks is. It's really. I don't. I. W- I wouldn't go as far to say it's a piece of shit, but it is definitely not even close to being a good game. But that doesn't mean it's not worth playing, and that you can't love it for the characters. Number one, and for some of for some of the mechanics. Let me let me bring so, some Drew Alderson wisdom into this situation. Right. Oh no, here we go. Hero clicks is like that fat girl who is really like the best lay you've ever had. She's ugly, and she's pretty fat, but man, is that some good sex. I can't relate to this metaphor. I know, you've never had sex. I can't either. Hunter <laughs> only gets ten, so... <laughs> uh, we'll go eight and a half or higher. <laughs> Hunter will take a little bit of a hit there. Hunter has standards. Humble, Mc- humble fuck over here. But Hero Clicks is like that girl who's thirsty for you, and... But she has really bad judgment sometimes, and can really fuck kind of women. <laughs> they really are. I mean, as someone who's played a lot of tabletop games, I don't like Hero Clicks, but it's not. I wouldn't go as far to say it's a bad game, or if it, it's definitely like they put a lot of love into the game to a point. Like I think, like to they're really bad about stonewalling people who criticize it, but. Um, I think in general, it's not as bad as some of the other tabletop games I've played. It's just not for me. But Hunter's right. People take this game way too seriously. They let it impact friendships. They let it freaking tear apart whole groups of players. Well, even like, letting it get you upset upset for longer than two and a half minutes is ridiculous. I used to get so salty over this game. And then, like, freaking... I've always gotten really upset, but I'm over it in two minutes. That's the drool or something. You're, you're suicidal for two minutes, then you're back to normal. That's I mean, right. And, like, the, the as soon as I stopped caring that much about it, and I stopped taking it so competitively, I did start enjoying it more. And, I mean, that's just how it is. Uh, I'm getting better. It's just... It's One here. step at a time, drool. Zero clicks. It's... it's it's, um, you should play Heroclix because the game, I think the game is fine, and it's got a lot of charm to it, and it's, like, really appealing in, like, this strange way. You have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle figures. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> I, I love them. Just say it. But. How many other games have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle plastic figures you can play chess with? None. Exactly. None. But, um. Fuck crap. You know. Thanks for the question, Mr. Drew. That was a good question, actually. It was. Uh, <laughs> I think that's it. <laughs> yeah, that was it. So, lastly, we want to talk about. Um, we want to, you know, pass over to Drew for a minute and let him kind of give you a, a brief description of an idea of what's to come for the the podcast from here on out. Do you have anything prepared? Do you have a speech prepared? Do you have any uh, 3x5 index cards? Do you have a speech uh, written out on anything? No. And in all great speeches, like uh, Bill O'Reilly's breakdown and, you know, other Just, shit like that, we're going to wing it. Sounds good. That's how I We'll do it, it live. Um, 
What is to come? I have... I'm ready to announce that I have two new co-hosts. It won't just be me in a basement sounding lonely. As you, you know, You're probably used to, but... <laughs> as much as you'd love that, I'm sure. Um, one of them has been on... Actually, they've both been on the podcast before. Are they who I think they are? No. Oh. Who do you think they are? <laughs> Scott and Harry? No. Oh. Well, one out of the two. You're I right. figured I got one out of the two. Harry Dempsey will be my cohort in crime. Uh, he's been on the podcast before. He's a pretty good guy. Uh, I hope to make him funny for the podcast, because if you listen to this, Harry, you're not that funny. <laughs> Off to a great start. We're already starting. <laughs> I gotta build the some. The banter's already roll. I, I, gotta, I gotta build some dissension in the ranks to make up for Austin no longer being there. And uh, the third... The third member of the new trifecta is one Chris Britton, um, who uh, who is a big fan of the podcast. He did our Wikipedia page. Um, Nice guy. He's a very nice guy. Um, I played Hero Clicks with him multiple times. He's bad at the game. Um, Man, he is just (laughs) slugging. He's trying to establish himself at the top of this hierarchy from the get-go. I guess so. I gotta make myself... You're trying to be the hunter of this group is what you're doing. That's right. Oh, God, help him. So which of the other two co-hosts is the Austin of that group? I was gonna say... Somebody... (laughs) (laughs) Suck it, Harry. (laughs) Um, But let's keep in mind, you know... uh, You know... These guys are going to be new. Um, our first episode, I can't give you an exact date, but I will tell you that I will be doing, um, like, probably just an episode with just me, just getting you guys ready for what's to come. Yeah, you know what's coming. Yeah. You got a little lubrication Yeah, Yeah, lub- the Drew lubrication minute. There. <laughs> yeah. Let us know what you want him to pick up from Lover's Lane. Yeah. Lover's Lane is a sex shop in Indiana, by the way. I'm sure there's... Is it a chain? I, I was... Well, I was Write in say, and tell me if it's Lou... It's chains. I was going to... It's a chain. <laughs> I was going to say, there's no way there's not another sex shop somewhere Do they install BDSM gear? That's what I didn't know. <laughs> you just hire someone to come out and like... We're going to do live... Is this a load-bearing wall over here? You got like the, the freaking laser thing... Okay, we're gonna put a we're gonna put a big rubber tube from here to here. What's the approximate weight of you plus? That's for the ranch, Austin. <laughs> yeah, you plus those three other guys you're invited over. I need an approximate estimation of how heavy you guys are all gonna. I just had a terrible thought about a ranch enema, and I just no, we're, gonna, we're gonna keep on going. Ranch dresses. Keep her, keep her moving. Keep her moving. I said ranch enema, and you're gonna talk about how ranch is disgusting. Ranch is disgusting. <laughs> Of all the things I would put in my ass, ranch ranks very low. For those people who like ranch, Austin Smith will be leaving the podcast, so you can stay with us, I promise. There's about 90% of the U.S. But yeah, um, I, I want I want to keep everything... I'm not going to keep it exactly the same. We're going to do new things, I promise you. But the, the classics are still... He sounds like he's talking to like an ex-girl, or like a, a long-standing girlfriend where it's like everything's can, gotten dull and boring. Can, I promise we're gonna do new things. You've never had a girlfriend, so I don't think you would know about that. But I've had uh, wife and pillows. <laughs> I know it was savage as fuck, but 
Continue on with your explanations, Drew. But when you're being constantly interrupted by the beanbag on the, to your left, it's shit. He is gunning for me today. <laughs> you're just getting it all out there. Drew Alderson, he gets it all out there. You're just gonna whip it out and smack me in the face with it now. Zip. <laughs> but I, I just like I'm gonna try and get like Austin Smith and Hunter Smith occasionally, maybe. I'll see what they can do. Um, i see what they can do. Yeah. I'll be busy playing Dota. Are you playing Dota again? Yeah. We should play Dota sometime. We should. I've been playing Wraith King support. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You're a piece of shit. Anyway, <laughs> let's continue. Um, uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, format's still probably going to be the same because I'm lazy. But um, we're going to try new things. We're going to... You know, if you have suggestions, I sincerely hope you write in and, you know, throw them my way. Um, it's scary, and I'm, you know, it's, it's a lot of responsibility, but Drew Alderson's here for it, baby. I just keep thinking of it like you're talking to a girlfriend. I should also, uh, we should note and remind you guys, I think we've already mentioned it before, but... It, it's still going to be found on, found on the same place, so yeah, it's if not, you are subscribed to our... Uh, Podcast on your iPhone or wh- wherever. If you still got your RSS feed or whatever. <clears throat> yeah, on your on Podbean or wherever you get your RSS from, it's still going to generate in this exact excuse me exact same place. Everything's staying the same. Facebook, Gmail, Twitter, everything's staying the same. It's just passing over to Drew, so uh, you, you don't need to go anywhere else to or you know anything. You just when the episode is ready, it'll pop up on everything you've been following already. Just the whole, like, if you have any suggestions, I'd really like to hear them. And it's going to be really scary. Okay, sorry. For the first time in three years, guys, we had an honest moment on the podcast, and Austin Smith, on his way out, has to kick in the door. And call through. You called me a beanbag. <laughs> you did. You deserved it. I do. Well, I'd just like to say we appreciate all of you guys being with us over the last couple of years, and... I'm going to miss you, guys. It's certainly been a fun this ride. This is sad. Stop. Certainly don't regret any of it. This is really sad. It is terribly sad. We will see you again someday soon, Andrew said. Austin and I will come on time to time. This, is, and, uh, this train doesn't stop rolling. We can yes. reminisce about the good old days. It's not the Texas train wreck. It's... Wow. <laughs> Think of all the Spider-Man. I'm not <laughs> lost <laughs> on that. I wonder what the OP figure for that was going to be. doesn't matter now. <laughs> We'll see you guys soon. Soon. Now I'm really sad. Later. Later, guys. Bye. Uh, So we actually had one more email that uh, slipped through the cracks from Calderness that he had written it right as we started to record. So I apologize, Calder, if I would have checked it just a split second, refreshed my mailbag. We might have caught it while the boys were still here. Um... But I wanted to uh, to read it since it's kind of sums up uh, you know everything that had to do with today's episode. Uh, it says it's titled "My Love Letter to Dial H for Hero Clicks." Dear Dial H Crew, ever since I started listening since episode 25, I've been hooked. I live on a ranch in the middle of nowhere in South Dakota, and you're my favorite source of entertainment when I'm working, whether it be feeding the cattle in the winter or when I'm on the tractor all day farming. I feel like I'm losing part of my life. Austin, in previous emails, I made fun of chili with Cheez-Its, although it's the food of God's chosen people. I love that you're also Team Instinct. By the way, Calder, uh, I am as well. 
Um, but anyway, he said, when someone made a Drew Clicks for dial design, I had to make an Austin Smith dial and use that beautiful piece of him as the sculpt. I'd cover you in maple syrup anytime, you bad Samaritan. That, uh, Calder, that's a disturbing image that I think we all could have went without, but uh, we'll let it slide this time. Hunter, I loved all the reviews and tips from the YouTube channel about fast forces and resources, and it was such a pleasure competing in dial design. The White Guy uh, podcast you made was also very interesting to listen to, and I always made sure to play the hidden gems that you had talked about that I had honestly never played before. Drew, you sexy bastard, I never thought I could laugh so hard about Rocket Racer. Thank you for telling everyone that Batrock is a badass. He's been a staple in my martial artist teams for years. I always love a trip to the corner. I mean, who doesn't? Hunter has given you the reins to the podcast, you old Clicksmith Grinch. And even though RC Cola tastes like charcoal and broken dreams, I'd chug a gallon of it if it meant being on an episode with you. Hit that beaver, you sexy tugboat captain, you. Don't fuck it up, Drew. With a heavy heart, love. Calderness. Thank you, Calder. I sorry that we didn't get it in while the boys are still here, but thanks for emailing in. Actually, one more thing before we uh, sign off for good. I w definitely didn't want to go without saying a lot of thank yous. I'm sure that I will forget and leave someone off this list who deserves to be there, but just know that uh, I'm thinking of you too, whoever you are out there. <laughs> um, I wanted to thank all contributors or frequent emailers over the years like um, Connor, Patrick McGee, Malcolm, our man from Japan, Chris Britton, Ethan Jacobs, Davey Bosarge, Nathaniel Morris, anyone else I'm forgetting. Like I said, I'm sure I'm forgetting a couple, but uh, also anyone um, who emails but also has been a, a guest host with me from time to time like Will Holland and a couple of you other guys. I really appreciate you guys. Uh, anyone clicks media related people who've come on uh, as guests in the past uh, Edward especially uh, for us start from starting over podcast um, married with clicks glass cabinet clicks TV generation clicks um, I feel like I'm forgetting somebody else too but uh, we definitely appreciate you guys as well and uh, keep doing what you're doing a very special thank you though to uh, RenoCon who has helped me with dial design for at least the last year. I feel like probably longer than that, but more importantly, he's been he's been a listener and a strong supporter since day one, and he's also just a, a great all-around guy. So thank you very much, uh, RenoCon, for all your help over the last uh, years. And uh, I apologize to anybody I happen to be forgetting. We'll see you guys later. <laughs>